Hey guys, it's Chris Banks here. Hey man, I'm so excited to have you here with me today. Man, I'm pumped, I'm pumped, I'm pumped. All right, man, wow. So much has happened to me this whole week. And look, this lesson that I'm gonna bring you is gonna shed some light. And I pray that you're going to have a, a, an awakening like I had. Man, I tell you, it was crazy, right? So I was, I was sitting here at, at my house and I was sitting there talking to my wife, right? And before she came in and, and, and I had a discussion with her, I, I was just got through praising, you know, because I was, I just felt so off. I felt like nothing was going right. Nothing was just just happening for me, you know. This this uh, this pain that I have up in my up in my back had had not go had it gone away right, and then just among some other things at the job, you know, and me dealing with things like like getting the message out and stuff. And I was like, man, something needs to happen. And then immediately he's like, you know what? Chris, 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 look, 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 look. You're gonna have to really, really just stop what you're doing and praise him. And then I went to my quiet place, right? Then my and my wife came. My wife came out, she was like, hey, what's the matter? What's wrong? And I wanna share this thought with you before I get started up in the lesson. All right, now this is concerning prayer. Now, as we know, as kingdom says, and prayer is is very, very essential and important in everyday life. And also is meditation. And prayer is, it is not an option. Yeah, I want you to hear me on this. Not an option for the believer. All right. It, it needs to happen regardless of wherever you are, regardless on, 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 on wherever your circumstances is. Right. So my wife said, Chris, man, I, I know that you pray. And I know that you love God with all your heart. And I know that one of your biggest fears, right, is to actually get out there and and, and make sure that God approves of everything that you're doing because you love him so much that 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 you are scared to disappoint him. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. Tell me something I don't know. And then she hit me with it. She was like, but Chris, that one thing that you're lacking, right? She said, when you pray, you don't let it go. Every small little bitty matter, you try to handle it. And right now, baby, it's too much for you. It's too much for you. And I know some of you guys are like, like, man, Chris, I thought you had it all together. No, that is a lie. There anybody in this world who say that they have it all together with no problems is lying right now. They're lying through their teeth. But I'm here to tell you that she told me that I need to, 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 to let God handle what, and I, I know that I'm, I'm going off as of right now too fast, but bear with me though. She said that you need to let God handle the small problems before he get to the gigantic ones. You know, not saying that he can't handle the gigantic ones, but how, how much do you say that you really love him, right? 
This is what, this is what, what my wife was saying to me. You say that you love him, that you trust him. Why don't you trust him on the small things like you trust him on the big things? And I'm telling you, you will you will make it. You will be stronger. How about you 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 go to God when you're when you feeling like you're strong now instead of all instead of crawling on the floor when you're weak begging to him? It seems to me that God will say, where were you when you were strong? What's up? I thought I taught you better than that, my son, right? And my daughter, and for those of you, you know, who are women who are listening to this podcast, right? And then she said, when you go in your, up, in your, up in your quiet place, up in your secret closet, up in your room, I need you to pray about it. And then when you walk out that room, let it go. I'm writing a chapter in my book, right? And it seemed like he just hit me like a like a like like a baseball bat, like right there. Cause I, I said the same thing. We carry around too much baggage. We carry around this stress, like like it's gold chains, like it's we we wear stress, like we wear shoes. <laughs> Man, and it's it's crazy, right? But I I, I thought that you guys would benefit from that lesson that I learned, that I had to relearn from myself, right? Because sometimes we have to go back and revisit what we learned. And in this lesson in particular, we are revisiting what Jesus said about it. And we are in Matthew chapter 11, right? We're going to revisit what was said. And y'all, man, and I feel so, so blessed by reading this, right? So, we're in Matthew chapter 11, right? And I'm going to give you the rundown of it. So the rundown is that that John's disciple, like remember John the Baptist, he, he, he sent his disciples to go ask him, are you the one who is to come or should we expect someone else, Right? So Jesus gave his answer. He replied, said, go back and report to John what you hear and what you see. It says he started, he got, he started going by saying that the blind receive sight. The lame is walking. Those who have leprosy are cleansed. The deaf hear. The, the dead are raised. And the good news is being proclaimed to the poor. Man, when I read that, I was like, wow, the good news is being proclaimed to the poor. You ain't got to be rich in this kingdom to get the good news. You ain't got to be, you know, high standing, high theology major, you know what I'm saying, to get the good news of what of what the true gospel is. You don't have to have that, right? Man, that was, that was lovely to read that. And then he says in verse 6, blessed is anyone who does not stumble on account of me. Man, look at that right there. He says, you are blessed who does, for anyone who does not stumble, who does not fall, who does not, you not trip up or slip up. You know how we do in life, man. We trip up and slip up, but, on a, but not on account of him, but on account of not following him. That was he was so cool when he said that, man. 
man. And then he goes on, and then then the, then the disciples are leaving. And this is a lesson I want to give to you, right, right here, right. This is this is what what resonated up in my spirit. He's saying, Jesus began to speak to the crowd about John. You know you're doing something good when when the master is talking about you, right? He's saying, what did you see when you go out to the wilderness? Of uh, uh, a, did, did you see a, a reed swayed by the wind? If not, what did you see? A man dressed in fine clothes? No. Those who wear fine clothes are in king's palaces. Then what did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes. I tell you more than a prophet. This is the one about whom it is written. I will send my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way before you. Truly, I tell you, among those born of women, there has not risen anyone greater than John the Baptist. Yet, whoever is least in the kingdom is greater than he. Verse 12, from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has been subjected to violence and violence people have been raiding it for all the prophets and the law prophesies until John. Man, when I read this, I was like, wow, 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 wow. And for those of you who, who, who didn't catch it, let me explain thoroughly what's going on right here. He said that John did not have a robe on he didn't have those special outline designer clothes. And nowadays, you know, we'll call them the Gucci suits. You know, we would call, you know, he didn't have the, 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 the Louis Vuitton. He didn't have the 400 pair, a dollar pair of jeans. You know, he didn't have all that. No, no, no. He just had something simple. But the message was so powerful. And think about it. He said, did you see a prophet? Yeah. But I'm going to tell you this right here. More than a prophet. See, a prophet, he prophesies. He tells the future. What things are in events that are about to happen further on down the line. But John, if you go back to Matthew 4, John is, is straight up telling them. I'm sorry, Matthew 3. He's telling them, hey, the kingdom of heaven is near. He's preparing the way. Because what did Jesus say in Matthew 4? The kingdom of heaven has arrived. The king with the shoulders, you know, quoting Isaiah. He said that, 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 that he should bring the kingdom upon his, the government upon his shoulders, right? And yes, I, I, I may sound like a broken rail talking about kingdom, kingdom, but everything Jesus did was a matter of kingdom, right? So he... John didn't say that, hey, the kingdom will come thousands of years now or, or when you die and go to heaven. A lot of religions have been teaching that when you die, that's when you don't get towards the kingdom. No, he's saying that the kingdom 
is near. It's right here next to you. And then Jesus comes along and says, it is at hand. I want everybody to stretch out your hand. Stretch out your arm and look how far that at hand is, right? It has come. It's right there. It's in the hearts of every man, woman, and, 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 and child. The culture, this is what he was bringing, the coach, the very culture of this beautiful place, the kingdom of God, that, that culture, man, it's, it's a beautiful culture. And why would, you know, that's the, I think some people miss me entirely when I'm talking about this kingdom because they say, oh, man, I got to get wait to get to heaven. But no, nah, man, it's not it. Look, 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 look. When you bring the, whenever a kingdom takes over another civilization, it colonizes it, it brings its culture in it. So what Jesus was doing was bringing the culture, the things that we have, the healing. You know, what he said, look, look, look. He said the blind are receiving sight. People are able to see now, I want you to look at this right here. He says the blind will receive his sight. Now, when you look at it, there's many people walking around blind and they're and they, and they claiming that they're woke, but they ain't bringing nothing about the kingdom. They ain't saying nothing about Jesus. They, they, they're they not, they, they're not saying, proclaiming their love of God. They're proclaiming their love of science. Man, I tell you, you're walking around here, you're saying that you're woke, but I'll tell you what, I, I I I heard a quote when I was when uh when I was listening to one of the, the uh seminars that I was listening to. This this man said, God gave sight to both man, the rich man, and the poor man. The difference is only one of them was able to see. And he was talking about vision. So now, think about it. You're blind because you have no vision in your life. There are many men who are walking around getting married, you know, or hopping from job to job to job, getting frustrated with job to job to job because the boss man, the this, the co-workers, you know, and, 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 and yes, it's tiring. I'm dealing with it. But the difference between me and this aspect is that I have a, a vision for what I need to do when I go out of here, when I get further in there. Yes, I'm going to still work that job because the Bible told me in Ecclesiastics, and I want you to read and find out what I'm talking about, that on one hand, I'm going to keep working with this job. I'm paraphrasing. I'm going to work with this job on one hand, but then the other hand, I'll be building up my purpose. So when 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 one takes off, oh man, I'm not gonna be lazy in one. No 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 no. And, I, and that's another thing. Some of us are blind to the fact that because you're working in that in this de department store, right? You're working inside this department store. And all you're getting is hourly wage. So you're not putting in that extra effort, that extra 120%. The extra whatever percentage that you need to put in on to meet that goal of what you need to achieve for that job. Because all you're seeing is an hourly wage. I'm telling you right now, if you were to put in everything that you possibly can, I guarantee you that the results of what if your worth that the year results of 
of God looking at you and saying, all right, you're taking care of somebody else's business. So now I'm gonna give, when I give you yours, I ain't got to wonder about you. I don't be able to talk to, to people about you just like Jesus is talking about John. Man, come on. Hello, somebody. Look, you, you catch that right now. He's, look, look, you're working at somebody's job and you're just putting in average work. Because you don't want to be there. Because you, you're not the boss. You're not making an hourly raise. Right? The boss is not making an hourly raise, but you are. So all you can see is that little video, $8.75 or whatever it is that you're making. Maybe when I was working my first job, it was, I got $5.25. But guess what I did? I showed up and I showed out every time because think about it. When, when God talks about you, when Jesus talked about John, what did he have to say about this man? And man, he said this man was great. What are people saying about you? Now, yes, I know. Some people are going to say, oh, I'm not worried about what people say about me. But what do they think of when they say your name? What do you think of when you say your own name? You look yourself in the mirror. Because I'm telling you, straight, straight business, straight business, I'm being 100% honest with you. It's this thing called muscle memory. So if you continually working at average work, when you, you try to get your own business, you're going to be so used to working at an average level that you're not going to be productive. Right? What else did Jesus say that was happening up in the for, for the as for as the culture of heaven? I'm not I'm not gonna go no any deeper in there. I think you got my point. But he says that the lame are walking. Now, man, I got a testimony to tell you right now about this lame being walking. Look, 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 look. This, this, this back problem that I'm having, sometimes it shuts off the ability of my legs, and I'll be having a hard time walking. I have to walk with a cane. I'm only about to be 30 in October. Sometimes I need a wheelchair. Sometimes I can't even get out the bathroom. Sometimes my wife got to help me put on my own socks because I can't get it. Man. You don't hear me, but with that culture of heaven, when it comes upon you, man, you can walk. So I was able to sing, dance, and praise. Praise report is basically when I start focusing on the pain of my back and start focusing on what God, that vision that that, that I'm getting from him, that, that plan that I'm working on, his purpose, the, his will. As I'm working on that, guess what? My legs got the ability to walk. Yeah, I may just had a procedure today. For those who are known, I just got this procedure, right, where he blocked off, he, he attempted to block off the pain uh, up in my nerves, and nerves from up in my sciatic nerve, you know, from you medical doctor, uh, personnel who are out there. He, he, he put, he, you know, he put in like, like, like four to six needles up in me and then shot some, a uh, whole bunch of medicine and, and steroids and stuff. And I'll tell you what, after a few hours, I felt the pain all over again. But right now, when I'm in this capacity, when I'm working, when I'm doing my purpose, man, I'm telling you, I don't feel no pain. This ain't even affecting me. You can't even come at me with that mess right now, right? So I'm walking. At first I was lame, but now I walk. And some of you guys, and, and, and when he goes on and say, those who had leprosy, those who had that little sick skin, skin are cleansed. How many of you guys want to be cleansed? That culture is there, right? Man, and then the dead who are raised. I'm not, I want to tell you, remind you about the prodigal son. That when, when the daddy said, 
My son who was dead is now alive. You come back in this culture, you coming back full force up in the... <laughs> you coming back back to, to, to the father. You got back to the source. So you walk around here dead like a zombie going to work. You know, seeing your kids and they fussing and they fighting. You get into traffic about I-45. You know, you get into... You, you just messed up, walking around dead like a living walking dead. They be like, hey, are you uh, coming into work today? Yes, I'm coming into work today. When you get off, whenever you let me go. Do you have lunch? Whenever they tell me to go to lunch. You are dead and everything, right? But when you come into source, you alive, you can be alive at anywhere. Man, I tell you, this, this thing is so powerful. I want you to remember, climb back into your memory banks Banks, when he, when he, when he, when uh, when you've been in the book of Genesis, right? And and this this guy who was put in, I want you to find out who this guy guy is, right? And hit me back, hit hit me back, and and say, hey, I found what you was talking about when the guy who was in prison interpreted the the the, the Pharaoh's dream, and it was able to survive during the famine. You come up in the source when you. Underneath them, say so the name of the Lord is like a sanctuary. When you were back under that source, I'm telling you, it's it's man, you're alive, and it feels so good, man. It feels so so good. All right, so let's continue. So he talked about him being a prophet, but being more than 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 a prophet because he had the message. That was going to prepare the way for Jesus. And that's very powerful right here. But he goes on to say, Truly I tell you, among those born of woman, there has not risen anyone greater than John. And some of you might get discouraged when you read that. But look, look, look what he says. Yet, or but, whoever is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. So those of you who are going to catch it now, you're greater. Those of you who are just coming in, you are greater. Man, I like repeat the same message that, that Jesus said. Greater works than these you would do. Some of us get so caught up in saying, well, that's Jesus. He had more faith. Man, these disciples are saying the same, basically the same thing. Oh, master, increase our faith. Increase our faith. I'm sorry. And, 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 and he was like, what are you guys talking about? If you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can tell that about him to move. What are you talking about? Increase your faith. You have more faith than us. Please help us. Ready works than these you will do. So, man, he, he, he's straight up telling you. He's telling you that, that hey, hey. Guys, guys, you're going to do great works. Why? Because you're getting this thing now. You're coming in now. Right? So, and then let's go on to verse 12 when he's saying, From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has been subjected to violence. I want us to really focus on what's going on right, right here, right? See, he's saying that when Adam 
all the way up until now where Jesus is coming in right now. He's saying that, hey, the culture, the, 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 the very essence of what my, I wanted my kingdom to be in your hearts, the, the way that I wanted this thing ran, the colonization, the way I wanted it ran has been subjected to violence, has <coughs> have been another word for it, will be slave to violence, to takeover, to wrath, to, to all this all this stuff because the man is not getting it right. So now I'm here as the governor to show them the way. This is why he can say things like, I am the way. I am the truth. I am. I am. That's the reason why he can say that, right? So until I came, that's all y'all knew was violence. That's all y'all knew what to do. And it, and you know what? I'm here to fix it. You see, if we could fix it ourselves, we wouldn't need him to come. But we did. And violent people have been raiding it. They've been reaping the benefits of my kingdom, of the my culture. And they has been, been, been abusing it. And I thought about it for a minute. Like, man, how many times have we abused his mercy? How many times have we abused his forgiveness? How many times have we have taken his love, his kindness for granted. So I, I start thinking, like, man, I got to change. I have to reevaluate my life. And this is what I urge us to do today. As we're listening to me and he's doing this podcast, I urge each and every one of us to reevaluate, take a step back and look. While you still have breath in your lungs, take a step back and look and say, forgive me and sin no more. Stop taking this mercy thing for granted. Stop taking grace for granted. All right? It's, it's not a game. It's like playing Russian relay with your, with, with your life. Some of us are going through life just, just whatever and whatever and, and whatever. And then we wonder how things like Bad happen. We wonder how things happen. It's, it's, it's almost as saying that you laid with this woman and she calls you a month later, I'm pregnant. And you'd be like, how did this happen? You made your bed. This is what you have been doing. You've been raiding it. But the governor came to set things right. He came to make sure that we had an answer in a way to how things are supposed to be done. To change our language, the way that we speak to people, the way that we that we have, you know. And that's a crazy thing when we, when I, I really just thought about it right now to change that language. Here, here we are saying eye for an eye. Here we are saying, oh, oh, he did something bad to me. I must do something bad to him right back. And he's saying, nah, love. Show him love. And it's, it's, it's deep, y'all. 
I encourage you guys to keep reading the word. The, 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 the message of this lesson is to reevaluate. To, to let us know that, A, we can still be great. To let you know that if you stumble, it's not on account of serving God. It's not, and it's to let you know that there is time, as long as you have breath, that he is there with you, teaching you, guiding you, even until this very day. It's that beautiful. It's that beautiful. And then when I was continuing reading this, I was talking to my mother, uh, I believe it was earlier this morning in my time, I'm still over here up in Japan. And I was talking to her and she, and she posed a, a, a wonderful question. And I'm like, man, I wonder how many people of us read Matthew 11, really? Because he's talking about John one right before him when there's pastors of churches who never had someone who they can talk about because they're just so greedy and if you're not greedy then you press on but if you are you are don't be greedy with your ministry talk have someone Train them. Because I tell you what, I'll send my master. Who is saying, I will send my master? God is saying, I will send them. And when God sends you, he preps you. He, he gets you ready. Now, as being a pastor, you are a leader. And a leader, one of the things that I, I find beautiful about a, about a true leader is that he trains his successor. He trains the people who is going to prepare the way. He trains them. Some of, of our churches are failing because we have people who never trained anybody, don't have no successor. So when the man dies, the pastor dies, it dies with him. His dream, his legacy, everything about it. It's, and I, yes, I'm, yes, I understand. You may train somebody and may have went soft, but that's on the sub, subject. Out of everything that I said in this whole entire podcast, I pray that you catch that we must follow what Jesus is saying and read it and really catch it. Out of everything that I said, from the praise report all the way down to what I just said, look, he's teaching us daily. All we have to do is read his word. We say that we love him, just read it. We say that we love him, then follow him. We say that we love them, then put in the work and be willing to put in the work today to do the things to things to today that others won't do. That way you can have the things tomorrow that others won't have. You got to put in that work. You got to have that vision. Stop spending so much time on Facebook. Being unproductive. Spend more time focusing on your relationship with the Father. 
getting this culture. This culture is that important. This culture has everything that you need. Everything you ever desire. He broke down your privilege saying, don't, you don't need to worry about what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, what you're going to wear. You don't have to worry about none of that stuff. That's most of our prayer life. It's time for us to do an upgrade, upgrade our status to who the Bible says that we truly are. All right? I love all of you. If you can get in contact with me, with my, my email is banksinspires at gmail.com. Get in contact with me, email. If you need me to pray for you, I'll pray for you. Hit me up. If, if you can find me on Facebook, uh, go ahead and find me. I have, I have my, my Facebook business page there. You need prayer, you need mentoring, let me know. I love you all. And it's, it's up to all of us to boost each other up and get us prepared and ready to go out to the world and become the best. I love you. This is another episode of Kingdom Living, presented by Banks and Spires. Christopher Banks, love you. Take care.